last time we recorded was August, and it's now uh, what month is it again? October. <laughs> October. How does time yeah. work? I forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So we we decided a while ago that we were gonna put a load out together or like a few out at the same time. So I think we're gonna gonna do so that. You're probably now. hearing that hearing those now, or mm-hmm. you will be hearing those if you keep listening. Yeah. And this is yeah, just a hit from our. Our mid-season break. <laughs> yeah, these these ones were all ones that we uh, were able to get together and record in person because it was a summer and things were looking up. But uh, now it's October and things are looking shit again. Yeah. So enjoy. <laughs> so as everyone goes back into lockdown, I guess I hope these will be listening more. Or again, yeah. you know, it kind of started in lockdown and there was four people in lockdown. I suppose we kind of took a break as we were partying all summer and uh, it's back to lockdown so here you go listen to some uh, nostalgia for that great summer we had (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't too bad in all fairness like yeah yeah what was going on could be a lot worse yeah anyway good luck (laughs) (laughs) goodbye (laughs) (laughs) goodbye yeah that'll do yeah that's all What are we doing here? Let's forget our existential dread and grab another beer And just live day to day like we've been doing it for years And after all, it's neither there nor here So why do why do I always eat Chinese food on Christmas? Is <laughs> it the only place open? <laughs> and we're in. <laughs> what an opener! <laughs> um, little drink. <laughs> Refreshing bourbon. <laughs> so we got it working. Yeah. We've been at this for like over an hour yeah. <laughs> trying to get this to happen we're back in the same room though yeah we're face to face again and i feel like every single time we start this podcast i was like so there's this new mic we've been trying (laughs) (laughs) we're working the shit out yeah forget what you heard we're definitely not professionals yeah (laughs) hey (laughs) hey, speak for yourself (laughs) i know you've been talking to we haven't done this in like three weeks yeah (laughs) i think we'll We'll just keep uploading in a few and then (laughs) no one will oh yeah we'll divide this into three half hour episodes so and then we'll <laughs> I'll back backdate them yeah. so you can't even tell yeah no just we what I was off last week and up here and we were supposed to get something done and then we just kind of went drinking instead and that's kind of that's kind of what happened yeah <laughs> so sorry to our faithful listeners Aaron Morrow uh, <laughs> <laughs> this one's for you buddy yeah <laughs> <laughs> I did find it interesting whenever the guys came down to visit me and then I spent the night over at Rosie and John's in two friends of ours in Galway and as Aaron was sitting there listening to me and Owen talk, he said it was just like listening to the podcast, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even even me, it was like, oh, there's the reading nook from, yeah. <laughs> from episode one. <laughs> yeah, look at this, my reading nook, and we're like, oh, sweet, nice nook, man. I like, yeah. <laughs> get more cushions, padding it out, you know. Um, so yeah, well we see each we see each other seen each other last weekend was it? Yeah, 
and, and the weekend, and the weekend before. before. Yeah, you were actually down in Galway the weekend before. Yeah. Yeah. But before lockdown, that was for the first time in ages, really. Like. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we start this again? You know, you should introduce yourselves, don't we? But we kind of we kind of got past that. You know us. This is yeah. episode seven. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening by now, I'd hope you'd know the differences yeah. in our voice. I'm Owen. I'm James, John, Jack, Timmy. <laughs> Timmis? <laughs> Timmis? <laughs> um, I'm Thomas, by the way. Tommy? <laughs> Tom Ass? He's a bit large. Ass? <laughs> I don't know, do I? <laughs> I don't know. It's kinda, pert. Kind of enough chunk, anyway. <laughs> um, um, we usually ask what we've been at, yes. but... We've been hanging out. Yes. <laughs> kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. Like, we've been at work all week, but we just hear me complain about work every week. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> Still shit? Yeah. Okay. We've been better this week. Oh, that reminds me. Um, I was listening to... This blind, is how we get a bl- started. A Blind Boy <laughs> podcast. Yeah, we just... There's a podcast called Tangentially Speaking, which just... Every time I see that name, it's just that's just us as well. It's just like we just... We just pick something we're supposed to talk about and then just go on wild tangents and then just try to bring it back yeah. <laughs> try to remember where, what we were going on where about in the first place <laughs> yeah so yeah th- i was listening to a, a, a blind boy episode and he had this guy paul oh dear i'll try and remember to put his name in the description notes to self do that thing i just said <laughs> <laughs> um but he's this guy in australia who's been um pioneering a lot of research into psychedelics for mental health mm-hmm. and i was just thinking about it came into my head again today and i was like oh that's something that you would definitely be interested in like yeah. and he was saying like how he started off talking about how nixon wasn't it nixon the, uh, well he was against hippie movement no he would have been like you mean like the banning of like losing yeah because they lsd was legal in america until 1966 yeah I don't think I don't know if Nixon was in that actually. It was Nick. It was Nixon. It was. I'm just looking at my Hunter S. Thompson <laughs> book. Yeah, but that was seventy two, wasn't it? But it was. I think that was still the same. Hmm, so you don't know enough era. About American history. It was. The I'm same pretty era sure. Anyway, like, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Nixon anyway. When but was, uh, the, he, was, he was the one who started the war on drugs. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what this guy was talking about, and he was talking about how um, it was like his advisor at the time. He was in prison for some reason too. Jesus <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> it was like blind boy. It was just like, hey, hang on a minute. Yeah, <laughs> just like, say that his advisor what? came out of prison. Yeah. Like, but yeah, he he admitted like years later that he was like, oh yeah, we made all that up. It was like <laughs> we knew that um, we knew that there that all the stuff we were saying about psychedelics wasn't true. Yeah. Basically, at that time, um, the anti-war movement, they identified it as being hippies and black people so they said these both of these groups take drugs and then they basically besmirched the whole idea of the drugs in order to associate it with yeah, them to then to just discredit votes. these two specific groups yeah to just pretty much get votes probably yeah. and yeah appeal to the right that's that's kind of mad that's not surprising yeah. though, like the amount of shit that would go on yeah <laughs> I don't know why I don't know I don't know if he said the reason because it was just it just he just kind of said it as a footnote it was like oh yeah he came out of prison and he said this it's like yeah. what yeah. <laughs> that's insane no, yeah so 
That's mad. So they just made up everything, as you're saying, to just probably divide class, get people. It was basically just that they identified these two groups as being their biggest opposition and then came up with this plan to, to completely discredit, discredit them. them. Yeah, and anything they say, which worked. Yeah, because really well. even like, yeah, even to give it to them, it was effective. At, at that time, psychedelics were this big, huge breakthrough in like, I think even at the time in like psychology and stuff mm. in that field would be because like it would be a study obviously of the mind and yeah. the altering of the mind, and that would have been that would have been around the time surely of like, I think that was around the time of like Charlie Manson and all that. Would be yeah. the time of John Douglas, which is you know the mind mind hunters about. But like oh, I've, yeah. I've read I've read most of his book like, and he's like. He redefined psychology, like even normal psychology, because he he came up with like the idea of like behaviors and what do you call them patterns and stuff for serial killers and everything. So that would have been so because psych- that's kind of like when psychology almost had like a kind of jump forward it's becoming more of a respected kind of field, I think. So that would make sense because then if the study of psychedelics, which would be the study of the altering of the mind, it's very interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um. What was the other thing I was going to say then? Oh, yeah, he was saying that, like, they've only... It's only been, like, the last 15 years that they've started to make any progress in the research of, like, psychedelics and stuff. Because there was, like... At the time, there was about 15 years before they got banned and everything. And now there's been another 15 years more recently. So it's, like... Yeah, it's kind of, like, it's big, kind of got a little bit lax now. Yeah. So they can kind of find start big, studying again. But like. there's this big gap of, uh, of progress... Like, where there's no progress is made. Yeah. And they're saying even to do the studies that they're doing cost way more way more way more money because they have to go to like there's only a handful of labs that can actually produce the the drugs to the standard so that they can use it mm-hmm. and he yeah touched later on in the episode which i thought was really interesting he was saying that like the research the what did he say the the treatment of using um ketamine has like run way ahead of the research because ketamine is a legal drug that's just sitting in, like, doctors have access to it. They can yeah. give it out if they want. So without really understanding why it's good and stuff, doctors are able to go, it's like, ah, oh, sure, we'll try this for your depression. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just see, see so it's it. like, it's, it's like have, there's documented benefits, but there's no research. So we, they don't really know. There's probably not enough research, probably yeah. some research, but there's probably like... Well, it's, it, but that's what I'm saying. It's like they don't need to go through all these hoops to give out ketamine as they do to give out something, psilocybin like, or something. Yeah, good, which, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And also it would be because... I know what you mean because like ketamine supposed to been around for a long time, but there's probably like... It'd be harder to make like a prescribed version probably because they don't have the research back of like the amount to give psilocybin or anything. Do you know what I mean? Like I would say they'd probably... I, if you say doctors are giving this out like a lot more often, then there's probably like at least a prescribed dosage, whereas there hasn't been enough research even to give a prescribed dosage of any hallucinogenics, if you know what I mean. You know, if it's like a doctor's like, ah, well, I've heard some guy give whatever amount of ketamine to this guy who had depression, I'll just give him the same amount. Yeah. Where they don't actually have the kind of... It's really interesting because a lot of like a lot of psychedelics, is there, I think it was approved in, it's probably Colorado, I think in america because that's kind of like the state i think that's most open for example it was first this first legalized like I, i'm pretty sure it was colorado was the state i think the first because the reason i think it's probably the state is i think they were like the first ones or one of the first ones to legalize weed and everything is i think they're opening up trials for possible like, like psilocybin or lsd for um ptsd for veterans and it's supposed to be because, like, the whole idea of an epiphany that you can have, it's obviously very controlled, and it's not like they're just fucking going to get them whacked. But the whole idea is that 
to kind of do it in a controlled environment and it's to them to kind of because they're supposed to put you down a rabbit hole sort of and that's what you're doing in a controlled environment to them to deal with but apparently it's stuff like that's supposed to be very effective for PTSD because what it is is like a problem I think for the PTSD is you keep reliving something and you keep reliving something horrible and it can be something that horrible that you've seen or it could be something horrible that you've done or it could be sort of that there and it's the whole idea of trying to give yourself sort of a different perspective on what occurred you know so like if you blame yourself for something horrible but then you can be like it was the situation and it was like it's the way I reacted you know you have to be like you know kind of in a way I was human I didn't know what I was doing or I was scared or was something like that there you know how did I react I reacted because I was scared and that's what I'm supposed to try and do in like a more of a controlled situation because the way it can kind of make you rabbit hole in your mind but then make you think, think something different yeah hmm. it's an interesting idea like it's definitely I'd say worth research like <laughs> yeah there, there was a thing he talked about people experience Oh, I've forgotten the word now. He's when he said the word, I I recognized it, but now I it wasn't epiphany. No, nah, it was this. Uh, it's this idea of like, um, whenever you're, like, whenever you dream, for example, whenever you sleep and you dream, you're aware that that's a dream-like um, state that you're in. Mm. But they, he was saying people when people take psychedelics, they experience the the like trip quote-unquote, as being more real than... Than you would a dream. Yeah, it's like yeah. it almost makes their regular life seem like a dream. So mm. it's like they're ha- that's why they're having these epiphanies because it's, like it's like they're experiencing something. I guess their subconscious is like becoming more but I suppose if clear could, or whatever. But I suppose you can't ever really remember dreams. So like it's kind yeah. of more tangible evidence for them if they can remember what's going on. And Yeah. Hmm, makes sense. But uh, another thing too I thought was really interesting was um, or sorry, I meant to say as well. Uh, you were talking about PTSD. MDMA is another one that's used for mm. PTSD treatment. I've heard that too, but yeah. that was originally supposed to be some kind of like a marriage counseling drug. Yeah, he was saying even like the 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 way they're doing like the um, or I don't know if this is general or just one specific co- colleague of his or something was saying like the research they're doing is that they're getting like soldiers and their partners or spouses and they both go and they both take. MDMA and then they um, go through the counselling together like mm, that would make a lot of sense because I would say like especially for that because obviously if you're a soldier coming back but it'd also be very hard if, like for your spouse to understand what you're going through and if that opens the person up because they might be clearly closed off I could understand why that would really like be effective but yeah it's really interesting a lot of this stuff is coming about now because I know like I know one of the biggest hurdles I'm sure they had to go through is probably I'd say it costs an awful lot more money and you'd have to go through like for like for example if like you make like a drug say for like there's a lot of hurdles and it's hard to make it takes about 15 years to make a proper drug for like uh, cancer or something it takes four clinical trials all this year stuff but ethically you you've, all the clinical trials are like set and you kind of know what you have to follow but I'd say you have to go through some amount of ethics for all this stuff because it's illegal narcotics and then because like I know for a fact if you were to have like stuff on site you're gonna have to have like a logbook of like people going in you have to have like a key card access probably so that you know who's in there at any time there's gonna be like one person probably on site that has like the key to it whenever you maybe as like so if you had one person who's a key to like say the locker and you have a key card to get in you know exactly who's in that room at that time and then you have somebody there to record how much that they're taking i'd imagine you'd have to go through all that ethics for like illegal narcotics which takes an awful lot of time effort money and planning you well know, one of the make it difficult one of the things he was talking about was um like whenever you, you think about uh these like psychedelics as a as a treatment for depression for example it's not the same as antidepressants where you give you just 
go get your dose and you take them all the time. Mm. It's like you're there with a counselor for an eight-hour psilocybin trip. Mm. Like, it's way different. Like, you know, it's a different, really different approach. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of harder to get your head around, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. But they were saying that's one of the the things. It's like, like it's gonna be if this becomes like a treatment, that's gonna be one of the biggest hurdles because that's expensive. Like you're you're in for you You have to be there. You have to have someone like guiding you through it. It's not just like you, like that was one of the things which that he said. Which I should also say, like, don't take this research to be like, well, I'm depressed. I'll go. Okay. Eat, <laughs> I'll go eat some magic mushrooms because it's not about just taking it. It's about having someone there to guide you through this and like talk about how you're feeling yeah. and it's also about like someone who's trained to do this it's yeah. not like doing it with like your friends or something it's like these are people that are trained know what they're doing but kind of know like they're trying to get to probably it's, i'm assuming like the root of your depression and yeah. why it's there and then whenever they find the cause of your depression maybe how you can fix that and like you know could be from trauma could just be from in general it could be clinical but they're just trying to fix it but yeah, yeah. you're right don't just like listen to this and be like yeah. that's a good idea yeah <laughs> Like you can have good experiences, like but uh, like not to try can, and find can, cures. Like you can also like they're saying that you can also have uh, you can also have experienced trauma on like a psychedelic trip that can affect you for your whole life. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. and Blind Boy said there was a friend of his that took salvia, and because that affects the like passage of time, he thought that he um, spent a year in this salvia trip even though it was like 15 minutes Jesus and he Christ. still thinks to this day that he's like got a, a year missing from his life Jesus Christ I know <laughs> I know when one of my uh, a guy my brother was in school with he um, he took like a magic mushroom or something or like or a, a couple but either way he ended up taking the equivalent like 1500 but he didn't mean to he had he had trip before but he, no he, he it was like he took a couple of really large ones or something but they find him like it affected him he didn't leave his house for like 5 years He they find him in a forest screaming naked like, that's how intense it was. I was like, Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? So you can hear good stories and you hear something yeah. like that because he didn't mean to. And apparently he'd done it before plenty of times, but then there was just this one time. Yeah. He apparently didn't leave his house for five years. That's mad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, there's scary stories. There's good stories. There's bad stories. But that's why you should only take psychedelics with a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> no matter what happens, it's the best you can ever be from it. But yeah. But I know what you mean. It's very different, though, because, like, it's very interesting what you're bringing up and thinking about because, like, taking antidepressants. And I'm actually on antidepressants now, and that's what it is. I take them, like, you know, once every day. But it'd be interesting, I suppose. I wonder how that would work for me if, like, I was to sit with somebody for eight hours or just, like, even, like, because, like, you know, a constant session in general is usually an hour. It's, like, I wonder how much, like, it's. I find that very interesting idea of how much progress you could maybe make yeah. in that eight hours compared to, like, a month or something on antidepressants. Yeah. And... He was saying for that reason as well, it, like pharmaceutical companies aren't really interested in it because it might be a cure. A complete, of a treatment, yeah, it's yeah. like it's not really the same. Like it doesn't make sense for a company to be like, oh, we can profit off this, and everyone who uses it uses it once. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Like that is but maybe a, that's a good thing too. That it's a, it's a big thing because like there's like because I would say there would be some pharmaceuticals that would be like that and some of this and it kind of it kind of like comes to it like there's there's definitely like some that would be more business oriented and there's others because I know like there's one in Europe I can't remember the name of them and they only do orphan drugs and orphan drugs are say for conditions that are incredibly rare so a larger pharmaceutical won't make them because it's not necessarily profitable so that's essentially what their target market is is like something for that like 800 people in Europe need and that's just what they make it for. Like, that's a pretty good mission. 
to have but then that's the reason i do it because it is a needed medicine but yeah. maybe like something someone massive won't do it because well, it's such a small market but we, well what might or what probably won't happen is like you won't get like ridiculous markup and like markets like america or whatever oh yeah like here's it'll it'll be like if a company's making it it'll be like you get it straight from your doctor or whatever you're, you're not going to be like oh well we make acid we make the best acid yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, give us those money yeah. that's true can you like, imagine like no the way in america all like uh, medicines get advertised on the tv, TV yeah like, and you, acid. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah like fucking come on down eat some acid fucking yeah take like fucking take your, this is the family bros mdma company like fucking, <laughs> it's mad though in america like compared to here like over here like fucking you know, you get prescribed stuff. Like, I just know because I studied di- uh, diabetes a lot and stuff in college and stuff. Like, over here, you get, like, a blood glucose monitor for free from the Irish government and you get your strips. And actually, what actually happens is as new technology comes out, new cases get it. But if you're able to function or survive with your older ones, they kind of let that, they let you use that because it can cost a lot. It's just kind of like, it's almost like a cost-saving measure, but it makes sense. So, like, if you've been using the same type of insulin for 15 insulin injector for 15 years and new one comes out you probably don't really need a new one because you've been using it for 15 years but in america it's like a blood glucose monitor you get over here for free and you get your strips for free and then you get your like insulin for free because you know it's a needed thing in america that blood glucose monitor costs you like 200 dollars. it's like 30 dollars for like 20 strips uh you you use you use three strips a day uh at least if not more depending on how severe your diabetes is then you have to take into account of the price of the insulin itself <laughs> and all this your stuff it's like over here this is all like just there's like i think i think at most you'll pay is 150 a month for everything and that's part of the drugs payment scheme and that's fair enough like yeah that's like that's not that that's the whole reason that's there is that like i know even like my parents available because they've both had heart attacks so they take like 10 to 15 pills a day but they pay like if they were buying all those separate, it'd probably be like a grand a month each. <laughs> it's they pay 150 and between them, it's like that's that's acceptable. <laughs> yeah, oh, America's insane. We studied yeah, a lot crazy. in college. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like why? <laughs> <laughs> why have you done this? Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, I I don't know if I talked about this on this podcast or just in general about like the idea of like some people describe mdma as like a psychedelic and some don't no we were talking about it like last friday or something oh were we i think we we're chatting about it whenever yeah. we were chatting about it I think the day we were i had the whiskey over here i think yeah oh uh, yeah because it kind of yeah i get what you mean yeah because what you're saying then because like i know i remember i listened to a podcast ages ago it was uh guys doing similar kind of research i think on uh russell brand's podcast mm. and they were kind of from what i remember they weren't really they didn't definitively say whether MDMA was psychedelic or not, but he, this guy definitely put it in that same category. Yeah. Like, because one of the things he, like, they take into account is abuse potential, mm. and like MDMA doesn't really have the same as like cocaine. Mm, cocaine forms a proper, isn't it? Is habit forming? Like, yeah. But then going back to like ketamine, um, which he he described, it's not a psychedelic; it's a disassociative hallucinogen which i thought was an interesting Connecting. distinction yeah it makes you hallucinate but it's not psychedelic it's a hallucinogen yeah and i was like hmm because that does have a high uh abuse potential mm. oh yeah sorry that's one of the things that i meant to say about the war on drugs thing like they purposely like th- what they did was they re um 
um, what's the word? They have a different word or a different like system in America. We call it class A. Oh, I get yeah, they I know what you mean. We have a like class A, class B, class C. They not, like reimagined it, but when they re like rebranded or renamed, but I, I know yeah, I know like there's a, a word for it. Yeah. Yeah, they have a different category no Categorized, schedule. Registered. Schedule. Oh, Ske- yeah, is that is that what it might be schedule, schedule one or something? Yeah. Which it's the same thing as class yeah. what we have over here, but it's called. So yeah, they they rescheduled it. I think that's the right word. It sounds mm. right. I'm yeah. gonna stick with it. Yeah. No one no one check. <laughs> <laughs> Just agree so with they, us. They so they rescheduled it, made a schedule one, which is the same category as like heroin and crack. Mm. Stuff that's really addictive and has no benefit at all. And they knowingly did that knowing like, that there is <laughs> the association yeah. Yeah, if you associate anything with heroin it's going to be yeah. definitely like that's just i like that's that's it like public perception is sold pretty much yeah mm. um yeah so that was really cool i'll mm. find that guy's name and uh put it in the description description you can listen to that episode because it's a really good one um it sounds really interesting yeah, yeah i haven't listened to blind boy in a while i just i just was scrolling through and i seen that one it was like psychedelics it was called like psychedelics or as a cure for depression or something like that. And I was like, hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I've talked about that in my podcast. <laughs> Must That's message good. Blind Boy and be like, hey. Uh, <laughs> hey, what's the big idea? <laughs> I know you're like the number one podcast in Ireland. We have like seven episodes. But <laughs> Maybe we should try that. We'll just save up some for a while and then release one. Once a once a day or it was, something. It was something. Yeah, it was like one a day for like three days apparently, and then you can sometimes you can like do it right if you you can just randomly get to the top like one day of like in your country. That's mm. what I was reading because it was I follow like podcasts on Reddit, and then that's yeah. what the guy was saying, and I was like, hmm, I might just try this for the crack, like you know, <laughs> and see what happens because it's like they were saying that even if you just get in the top of your country for like a day or a day or two, you d- it's just such a mass. It's, it's just more more but, visibility and yeah. stuff, yeah. Because yes. that can happen a lot, so why not? Yeah, maybe. Maybe you won't hear for us for another while, and then you'll hear a big... Then you'll hear a lot about us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm not really worried about that. I'm just uh, I'm just having a good time. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't like, hmm, the Irish Joe Rogan, am I? <laughs> <laughs> Even me and I uh, showing Thomas the our views and, or our listens or whatever and it's like whoa we're doing so well oh, yeah. <laughs> we've got five recurring listeners yes <laughs> seven countries yeah it's unreal yeah <laughs> don't know who the fuck the people are in thailand and germany and uk and <laughs> canada but <laughs> nice to hear from you or sorry nice for you to hear us <laughs> nice to be listened to be heard yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel so heard yeah um i started watching the leftovers I think I might have been talking to you about this in person. Is that the vampire show? No. No. That's uh, Damon and Love, who did Lost. And, and the Watchmen, which yeah. I still have to watch. The Leftovers. What's the Leftovers? It's like, it starts off and basically a lot of people just disappear all of a sudden. Um, it's just the people that are left over? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. So, it, it, like, the first, like, five minutes of the show is, like, everyone disappearing and then it skips forward three years so you get like the what's ha- how people are dealing with it and like mm. some people have started a cult and <laughs> that, that was pretty happy yeah. <laughs> some people went crazy and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know just as you do yeah, yeah. as you would if, like, but yeah so i finished the first season there the other day and i've watched two episodes of the new season or, or sorry of season two but yeah it's cool i really enjoying it yeah, that's good you're getting that whole kind of 
there's like a, there's mysteries kind of going on and yeah it's just a cool premise of like there's this weird thing that proves that there's some kind of supernatural there's some kind of supernatural occurrence that happens but there's no explanation and nobody knows they just know that something supernatural yeah. has happened yeah yeah and there's like a priest who's kind of he's like this is not like cause some people think it's a rapture mm. and then he this there's a priest who's going around he's proven it's like oh this person who disappeared was a drug dealer it's like these are bad people yeah this and, is like a rapture supposed to be only the bad people yeah, are left so i can't remember his reason now but i remember i remember at the time being like oh, i actually get that because at this at the when you see it first you're kind of like why is he just being a dick <laughs> <laughs> but then you understand his point of view and you're kind of like oh i get it mm. but it's supposed dimly enough with right now in there to be like everyone's gonna think this is rapture i need one character to be proving that it's not <laughs> yeah there's yeah, I suppose you kind of have to address that and all. Yeah, because that's the first thing that I would think. You know what I mean? That's the first thing you're going to think. So you, if you're going to try and do something yeah, different... It, aut- it automatically has this religious connotation, so you have to, you have to, you have address, to address that, yeah. Especially if there's a cult then. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's really cool. I'm really enjoying it. Mm. And it's just three seasons too, so three seasons and like ten episodes each season. Oh, nice, so it's like... Nice we Yeah. Nice we condensed, sort of. Mm, good good for Benjamin if, you, mm. if you're so inclined. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I haven't. I used to binge away at stuff, but mm. I don't do this much now. It's kind of like when I get home now. Granted, I suppose I've started watching New Girl. I'm already on season three, mm. and there's like twenty four episodes. I just didn't think like I just like didn't think that she would be as funny as I thought yeah. it was. And it's kind of like good to sometimes just even have like eating dinner, or, like sitting in the background or something after work. But I just. It's just it's just you just identify with the character Nick so well, but yeah. he's just the absolute he's ultimate everyman every character. Man, yeah. Like it's just like that's exactly what he is. It's just he's almost like the most extreme version of it I've ever met. Yeah. It's like God, I identify with him. <laughs> <laughs> were we talking? Uh, were we talking about this that he like he wants to be the. Yeah, he want. Yeah, he has a really good philosophy. He like he never wants to have like a leading role. He just wants to always be like this, like the supporting role. And he just said that he just always wants to learn off people that are better than him. He's yeah. like a really good philosophy about it. He's like, no, I'm like happy with what I'm uh, at, but like to get better, I want to like learn from people who are better than me. And so by doing that, I'll be in the supporting role, which is really kind of like admirable because you kind of imagine anyone that's like an actor in Hollywood. It's like, right, gotta you know get that Oscar, gotta fucking. Yeah, exactly. It follows, <laughs> see, that's the thing. It follows on an awful lot of what we've been talking about, like ego is the enemy. Yeah. Like, so it's, like, yeah. it's just like really like nice to hear. Even I've started reading that again. <laughs> just being like, <laughs> it's like just over the past couple of days, reading each chapter to get me get myself focused. And like one of the things in the one today was like the the general general um, something Sherman. Well, anyway, one of the reasons he, like he agreed to like. Um, to something, but under the condition that he wouldn't ha- that he wouldn't gain more like uh, rank or whatever. Hmm. It's like it's like he agreed to do something for Lincoln at the time, and it was like only if I st- stick with this uh, position that I have, and I don't have to do this other stuff. <laughs> it's like it was this idea of like I'm I'm not ready to do that, so I'm not going to move on. Whereas we are so programmed to be like ah, oh, like do the next. It's like push, 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 go, go, yeah, go. Like uh, it's like it's almost like we kind of our culture kind of promotes the like birth by fire idea it's like just you know if you're not ready just go for it anyway and you'll work it out yeah where he was like nah, i'll, I'll do it when i'm when, when i'm ready. ready yeah but i know there's a, supposed to be that thing i can't remember the um 
there's an actual name for it, I think. And there's a problem with that. And the way it was described, it was about like how being in the army and how people will flat will kind of like what do you call it? plateau in the army. And what happens is you're a good private, so you get like you know private second class, private first class, whatever. Then you get promoted to sar- corporal, then you get promoted to sergeant, and then you know you keep going up. But then what happens is out of some way say you make it to like captain but then you can't get past captain because everything that you're doing you know how to do you know how to do you know how to do but whenever you get promoted you're eventually going to come across something that you don't know how to do and because you don't know how to do that but then you're in a position where maybe you're sort of like it's sort of like you're too high to maybe be asking for help or you're it's harder to talk to your superiors you'll kind of like flatline there because you you need you'll need help to figure out how to do it or you won't be able to figure out how to do it but the problem with that is is that you might be able to do something really well in a position above, or you might have been better suited to the position lower. Mm. But because of the way, as you're saying, that we're born, or not, or sorry, we're bred now, of like birth by fire and just go and do it, it can actually work out being detrimental because you're not, it's essentially, you're not doing, you're probably not going to be the happiest in what you're doing. You're not doing the best that you can be doing. And, but you could also be, be preventing someone who might be better at doing what you yeah. need to do. So you're kind of, you're in this position that you can't, you can't uh, progress because you can't do this certain thing, mm. but then that also means that you're in the wrong position and you're not. You're not helping anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even getting like satisfaction because you're like stuck. Yeah. <laughs> just Whereas at the lower position, even if just one rank or two ranks lower, you might have been yeah. far better off. But then, it'll, but it also means like the reason, reason like the army description is that might have made you far better off for your unit. Yeah. In that kind of way, I think that's why the that's why I think the army was good used as an example because I thought that was. Because that's all about teamwork and a group, yeah. so that's why it makes more sense. Yeah, th- there's a thing. Even he used to like um, other. Um, he used to basically support other, like I don't know what the things are, like platoon leader or yeah. squad or, or I, I don't know, commander or captain yeah. or something. So like, like someone leading a different army or a different section of the army who was actually a lesser rank than him, he would be like, "Ah, oh, don't worry about it. You do that. I'll support you." Yeah. Like. <laughs> He's like he didn't care about you know himself or his fame or whatever. He just was like, "This is what will make things better," and so that's what I will do. He yeah, he wasn't looking for the glory. He wasn't yeah. looking for his name, which is like which is quite hard to come by yeah. usually. Yeah. But then he also had huge success later in life, and the re- they like basically the reason he, that he was able to handle that so well is because all this prep work he put in of being humble and. Mm. Like I was thinking, because like, I know at work recently, like obviously I won't name any names, but there's a guy he's left now, but they were saying that like he like listens to like fucking podcasts on success and all about how to get forward and stuff like this, and they were saying that like he wouldn't sit with people of his own level. He would just try and only sit with like the managers and supervisors. He wouldn't like he wouldn't like he wouldn't eat lunch with any of us. He wouldn't even talk to people if they didn't have to. And the only thing I was thinking is like you might be trying to like work your way up with like these people that are higher ups which is obviously a good thing you should be maybe friends with them or whatever or like you should be able to get on with them or talk to them but like what if you're what if you're promoted to a position with someone that you've just been ignoring the whole time as well so yeah you say you've been working really hard but you're like like that doesn't mean like he wouldn't like for like for the first six months he wouldn't like talk to anyone on the same level as him he would only like talk to managers and supervisors trying to like you know get move further up the ladder and there's nothing wrong with someone wanting to succeed but it's like but what about like everyone that you're working with? Like you, you know, you're the same age as me. So say if we get promoted together and you haven't talked to me at all while we've been working in the same position, that also means that if we get promoted to say a position higher up, say 
then and I have we have to talk to people that are were in our position, they're all gonna definitely talk to me or get on better yeah. with me and then provide a better work because of that, because I've actually been I've actually developed like some kind of relationship with them. Yeah. I just thought that was very like it's very like like they were like there's nothing wrong wanting to succeed, but like don't don't be dis- disregarding everyone else on the same level or you're also like don't be trying to think that you're better than people because of that. Like it's yeah. very, it was very like it was very stark reality of it. I was like, Jesus Christ. That's like uh, one of the... Oh, it was Will, William Sherman was the mm. guy I was just checking up because I realised I hadn't said it. <laughs> I just kept being like, I'll remember his name and then I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I better say his actual name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's another thing in that book called... Uh, I think it's called Clear in the Path, mm. of the, which is the idea of like just basically whatever field you're in, if you just help other people, it's going to benefit you too. Like mm. like you're saying, if 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 you're like... If you're working with people and you could still both be, you're maybe in competition for the same job or whatever. Mm. But if you improve, if you help them, you're improving the general work environment. You could be improving. Like imagine, imagine um, you're working to, I don't know, say you're working on a new drug, mm. and then you're like, oh well, I'm not gonna. <laughs> fucking show you my notes yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna get all the credit that's bullshit like that that happens an awful lot in science for you like people have like there's been there's like that's why you have to there's a big thing i know one of my lectures at college he was saying that like he brought someone forward for he did his phd in dit i think and he used like back then he was using like computers and he would have saved all the files and computers and probably in discs and he would have had to then probably for his published paper leave like that information in back there but he apparently had saved some stuff onto a computer and probably forgot about it and some guy used all of his notes and research to get a paper published under his name but didn't you have to like reference everyone but didn't reference him and like that's a like that's a real big slight but particularly as well if you get an awful lot of credit from it and at least it's something else so it's kind of like it's it's basically somebody just took his work and claimed it as their own, like, and he brought them to like you can get to like a essentially like a scientific trial where you can say no, this is my work, like I can prove it as work, and like, of course like his name got disgraced then because of that, but it's his own fault, and all he had to do was contact him and be like, I'm gonna use our work, and we're both gonna be our names in this paper, and he would have probably done just as well, except he wouldn't have ever got his it all taken away from him, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But it happens a lot in science. For some people, can be like vindictive like that. But the whole point of science is supposed to be like we're even if you want to go way back to it. Like if you take like spectroscopy and stuff, which some of the stuff I would use, like that that come that comes from the photoelectric effect, which was what Einstein won his Nobel Prize for, which is like fucking almost hundred years ago. Like it's all supposed to be building, and we're supposed to be almost like improving everything, and then the next generation will take over. But it's not really like that anymore. It's more like as you say, like drive to succeed, do your best, take your fucking like it's mad i know yeah one of the most severe cases of it was in japan these guys in 2014 they got published in nature and biology to the massive journals they said that they could make adult stem cells into um, essentially pluripotent stem cells which is essentially what embryonic stem cells are so we're going to get a bit intense here but Adult stem cells are like tissue specific. So you can get adult stem cells from say a muscle and you can use them in muscle tissues. But then the difference about embryonic stem cells is they can become any cell, which is what pluripotent, well, can become most cells and then omnipotent, which is kind of like a rare thing is means they can become any cells. And they said that they could turn 
tissue specific or adult stem cells into pluripotent stem cells which means you could take like you know stem cells from a, an adult's muscle and make them into heart muscle tissues and it was all false and what they may, what they did oh, reason. Yeah, it, I think I remember you talking to me. Yeah, for as many times. They reasoned that maybe they might have infected their petri dish by accident, or uh, that's what yeah. it was in the trial. That with that, but what they did do is, whenever they got published, then people couldn't recreate the results, which is obviously a big thing. You have to be able yeah. to re- reproduce other experiments. They they gave out then like uh, follow these steps, like you know, make sure it's all like this. And of course, nobody could get it done. But the two people lost their P- they lost their like their PhDs, their doctors. But one of them like killed themselves and all over. Like their entire like their entire career was destroyed for it. Fuck. Yeah, like that's the thing. But if they hadn't bothered getting published, or even if they hadn't lied after and maybe said oh, it was an accident, but like yeah, they got their like the whole thing. Like, it's really intense that like one of them ended up killing themselves. But that was all their like their they wouldn't have ever gotten a job again because of it because they were essentially outed as being. Well, they they're not even the fact that they lied. They doctored their results. Yeah. Very intense. <laughs> <laughs> another tangent there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went. Yeah. I went on to another wee tidbits I learned in college. I did a, I did a whole like uh, presentation on that, so that's why I remember it so well. Ah, okay. Yeah. Cool. I did a presentation on stem cells, and then we were talking about ethics as well. Um, trying to think what else I've been at. Hmm? Uh, oh, we're talking about binging stuff. I kind of binged the whole season two of what we do in the shadows there <laughs> i still have to start it actually yeah i've d- i just like seen that there was 10 episodes out and i was like oh i haven't seen any of them yeah and then <laughs> over about three or four days i watched them all <laughs> yeah it's good yeah i've been meaning just even to rewatch that movie because yeah just, uh, it's i was actually gonna uh when i was watching it, i was like oh we should i was trying to think of like an excuse and i was like mm. oh maybe we could do like uh, vampire movies oh yeah Definitely and then do that. we can wrap it all up with what we do in the shadows, which yeah. might be the best. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, because I haven't seen uh, Dracula. Uh, I have. I actually watched it, I think, a year or two ago. But I watched a video there Patrick H. Willems did on like the, it was like the original Dark Universe from the 90s, mm. but it wasn't called that. But there was like a period where they made Dracula and they made, they like they, they marketed them like, Bram Stoker's Dracula was the yeah. first one. Then they had Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which apparently is a disaster. <laughs> but it's got Robert De Niro as Frankenstein's monster. Oh, really? Jesus, <laughs> I haven't even heard of that one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then they made, they were, I think they wanted to make Wolfman, like the actual IP, but they couldn't for some reason. But they did make like a, some kind of Wolverine movie with Jack Nicholson. Wolverine, you mean Wolfman or, or like... Wasn't yeah, like American werewolf. werewolf. Sorry, no. <laughs> Was it? Yeah, American werewolf. Werewolverine. Werewolverine. Where That's a... got to be like some kind of. There's got to be some. Oh, definitely. Some comic where they. There's a. Like... There's a Captain America comic where it becomes a werewolf for like six issues. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely a Wolverine comic where it becomes like a werewolf. Yeah, it's like some kind of enchanted Wolverine <laughs> bites Logan, and then he becomes. A were-were-were-were-wolverine. Uh, I'm yeah. finding it difficult to say that. Yeah. A wolverine. So he gets his... So he becomes wolverine under a full moon or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's got... There's so many weird, like, yeah, comics. It's got to exist somewhere in yeah. history. Did you know wolverine was initially going to be called the, ba- the badger? <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you said that. Yeah, could have been. And his first costume, he was just, like, the last panel of the Hulk thing, but he'd be whiskers and all, like... <laughs> There's no story at all. I like, could find him at all. It was just somebody for him to, for a Hulk to fight. <laughs> the, 
the badger. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd say there's definitely comic book that comic books are weird, like especially if you go back like a couple of decades or something's gonna happen. It's seventy plus years of coming out every month, like it's gonna yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some point. There, and like there's so many, but just that there's so many like weird wee offshoots and all like the Yeah, like these like, things the about and, them. Yeah. There's that Batman v Predator and stuff like that and, and there's Batman versus Judge Dredd and the funny thing about that was is like that ended up like I don't think it's supposed to be very good, but that ended up into such like a thing that there was like literally like they were sitting in like a room with like lawyers and it was like, right, well, every time Judge Dredd gets punched by Batman, he has to punch Batman at least the exact same amount of times and within like two pages. <laughs> like it came down to these like rules of being like, No, you're not gonna make our character look better than your character and it got like really like fucking like all like if like, you know, Batman has a full page then the next page has to be a full page of Judge Dredd and stuff like this. Like, so petty. Like. Yeah, yeah, like that's exactly what it was. Like and of course I think the reason behind that was probably like an artist or a writer was like, I have a good enough story for these guys. You know, this would be kind of yeah. cool. And then it was and then like, just like, nah, nah. <laughs> completely destroyed. <laughs> uh, was I telling you about, I watched uh, Driving Miss Daisy <laughs> recently. Oh, yeah, you were, you were, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's <What>? weird. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the product the, of his time, we were the, the saying time. like, the whole time we hear Morgan Freeman talk, I'm just like, is this racist? <laughs> is he being racist to himself? <laughs> but I think the problem, I realized like towards the end what was wrong, because it's got Morgan Freeman and it's got um, Dan Aykroyd, mm. who are kind of, they're, they're actors that you're very aware of, if you know what I mean. Mm, you'd notice them in anything. If yeah. they popped up for a camera, you'd be like, I know exactly who they it's are. It's like, yeah, there's like, there's certain actors who, when you see them, you're just like, oh, that's that actor. Like Tom Cruise is an example. Yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise doesn't play characters. Tom Cruise plays Tom Cruise being in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and then you see someone like Dan Aykroyd, you're like, oh, Ghostbusters or whatever. You've got these associations. And then like, so he's doing like a Southern voice and then... Morgan Freeman's doing this weird accent to, to shoot, like it's supposed to be so that you recognize him being as like a not well off kind of like lower class kind of black man yeah, yeah but it's just like <laughs> but because you're so familiar with Morgan Fre- like like that's what you almost as famous as his face is his voice yeah <laughs> like, so when you when you hear him like doing this weird for him doing any other voice it just, yeah, it's, it's like, just wrong it's like something's not right here but yeah like it, it's actually a nice little movie to be honest like it's yeah. it's quite a it's quite pleasant and just feel good and everything but yeah it's just the whole time if it was another actor i think like that's what i kind of realized if it was someone like like thinking of like a current actor uh, it was weird actually because the first like actor i thought of that'd be good in that role would be like Mahershala ali and then i realized oh, yeah. oh well he did that role in green book <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's same. why <laughs> it's like, not the same thing of like a, a a rich white man being driven around by a black guy instead of a rich <laughs> mature ali he's <laughs> I just thought of the. There was like a joke that came through my head at one point. <laughs> I'll just go for it. Yeah. We're in a safe place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like uh, the first time that he's driving Miss Daisy around. <gasps> I just got just got what he's called that. <laughs> 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 no, 
but she's like a this old rich Jewish lady, and she's talking about uh, her husband used to drive her around, and she knows all the uh, all the tricks of driving and everything. So she's keeping an eye on Morgan Freeman, and she's like, "Oh, you're going too fast!" And she, he's like, "Oh, I'm only going 18 and a, and it's like." a 30 zone or, or whatever and she's like oh, i'll go down 15 and she's like oh my husband told me that's how you save money and i was just like ah so he was a jew as well <laughs> 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 sorry jewish yeah no you're like i was, ch- I was, ch- I was chatting to my dad about this and like i don't know if it is a thing but it is it is okay like it's okay to say the term jew because it's not like it's like you can't. It's a, I think it's, she's still white. Like no, but yeah, <laughs> I think it depends how you say it. But I know one of my dad's friend in America. I remember meeting him. Is like he was like um, he was the head scientist in Biosept at the time. What was his name? Pavel, Pavel. I can't remember his last name. But he was like he was chatting to my dad. My dad said something. He was like, "Yeah, sure, I'm a Jew." And my dad was kind of like, "I thought you like weren't supposed to refer to yourself like that." He was like, "But I'm a Jew." <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> it's just like it's, it's like, always sunny do really well whenever like oh yeah when the Israeli guy comes over yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like they, it's like they call him a Jew and it's like it's like we need to get this Jew out of here and it's like Max like I've already thought about the context and that was fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it in my head yeah and then uh, and then like there's another point where Dennis is like oh man this fucking Jew and they're like whoa oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that was not okay. <laughs> So it's like sometimes you can say Jew, sometimes you have to say Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, I was actually listening. It was on Irish radio today. They were saying that Scrabble, I think, is coming up with a list of like words that they're banned. Was it Scrabble? I think they were talking about. But one of the words was culty, which is a bit weird. And they were like, "Cause like, but see, this isn't like an American stuff." And like, apparently, it might be kind of offensive there. And I was like, "It's kind of weird," because like, that wouldn't at all be like you could definitely call somebody a culty here, and it would be a compliment almost or a joke like it wouldn't mean anything and then they were chatting about the term like patty as well of course and i was like i don't think i'd get insulted if i was like called a patty and then uh somebody text in being like i think patty's kind of a word we can say to ourselves but to be completely honest you know if a, a really like stuck up english guy called me a patty i think i'd be a pretty pissed off and i was like uh, you can't say it if you're English, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I was kind of like, actually, yeah, because oh, I was kind of thinking to myself, I was like, I don't think I care if anybody called me like a patty or a patty bastard, and I was like, yeah, I would. Or a Brit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I think I would take it from a lot of people, but I don't think I take it from a Brit. Like, yeah, it's just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> and the guy texted in saying that, and I was like, that is one hundred percent. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> It's our word. It's our word. <laughs> but you know what I mean? If a black guy called me a patty, I don't think I'd care that much. Yeah. But if he's a black English guy, I might care. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, you see. If it was a black English guy, I'd be like, ah. Yeah. They probably fucked you over too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of why you're in England. But I... Hmm. It's still a good wee movie. But it is funny, just like those little. Like, it's weird because we kind of like know that stereotype without really knowing what the context is, I suppose. We probably just know it from movies, but we wouldn't have a notion yeah. about like. It's or not even like. It's not even from movies. It's like. It's like from people joking about like that's what Jewish people do is they hoard money. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true enough. Like, because like, they're. I know, I think I've said this before, I think the like largest population of Jewish people is in Cork, which is like literally as far away in this country as you can get from us. Yeah. So like, we don't really have many Jewish people around, but 
Yeah, like I think I said it before, even on this, like my stereotypical image of a Jewish man is like Eugene Levy from American yeah. Pie, and that's just yeah. from watching American Pie. <laughs> yeah. Like that's where a lot of this stuff's probably coming from. And that's from me, like when I was like fourteen watching American Pie. Yeah, never met a Jewish person before. <laughs> it makes sense, though, like because they were all just they're all immigrants too, like the rest of America, I suppose. And mm. but especially if you take like I suppose let's say from reading mice and stuff, a lot of them like maybe that would have been immigrants could have been coming from like World War Two era. Yeah. So like they're coming with I mean. they're coming fucking from nothing, <laughs> and they're the reason that they're they have to like they had they have to. to save everything. Like they have to be really like yeah, coming from having no food and everything. And mm. like there's even a part where um, she loses the rag because um he eats a can of beans or something yeah <laughs> and it's like and like that kind of i was like oh that makes sense too it's like well they if they were coming from that era then they would have been like food would have been like heavily rationed they would have cut like if you're brought up in that you're thing, always gonna be like that like you're always yeah. gonna be thinking because like, but they could like, but like even but it's like it's completely generational too because her son is the person who like uh hired the hired Morgan Freeman. Her son, son is Dan Aykroyd, by the way. Hmm. Um, so like he doesn't give a fuck about any of this. But when you, but when you see her talk, you see that that stereotype because she's that previous generation, mm. and she knows what it's like to not have something, yeah. and that's where it's kind of coming from. Hmm. It's interesting in the scene stuff like that. Oh, I had something to say there, but I can't remember now. Hmm. That's alright. Hmm. <laughs> This is just dead air. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's very, that's very interesting. But yeah, like, don't you mean like it's very funny just thinking about like all these stereotypes or just movies and TV shows and stuff is all stereotypes. It's like, yeah, we just we we just know that it's a joke for some reason. Yeah, like, yeah I don't know why. Like, I know why, why is that? <laughs> so it was like, then, like why why are the Irish considered drunks? Like, and we drink a lot, obviously yeah. too. But that is the stereotypical. Or there's always that there thing as well. The the Irish accent, like American movies, it doesn't exist. They're like, oh, top of the morning to you. That's what I was actually going to say to you when you're talking about that Patty thing. I was watching, um, I'm going to bring them up again, fucking <laughs> uh, Mr. Sunday movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we keep, we keep talking about these guys. Yeah, it's because we're class. Our, like, our, yeah, our peers in the yeah. podcast <laughs> world. But uh, they were talking about uh, Pacific Rim. Did you watch that video? No, no, I seen it as the Caravan of Garbage one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, uh, they're at the minute they're doing like movies that take place in 2020. No, right. <laughs> so they done like Rain of Fire, Pacific Rim. Uh, I can't remember if they done a third one or not. But they were talking about there's two Australian characters and they're like, oh, this is like, like just them giving out about their accents. I was like, this is how every yeah, Irish person <laughs> feels and when they see like an Irish accent. But they were they were it was funny when they were talking about it because they were like, oh, well, you see what happens is like whenever Australians go to another country is they dial up the like oh, good day mate yeah. <laughs> it's like they pure it's like they amp it up so that's the, what these accents are it's like they're they're, they're Australians that have left and they're they're they're, they're showing off their Australians yeah, yeah. well I know like I heard before that maybe the like the Irish accent and like TV shows and stuff might be like kind of it's kind of like it was might have been I heard I don't know what it was maybe it was something but it was like one actor like did it like years ago and that's what it was like that's just where it came from like it's the yeah. same thing with you know the way like pirates talk that was apparently one actor the whole like Armity this is how we talk and all like, yeah. that was apparently one actor just decided to do that had absolutely no research yeah, I, think in I, remember, I think I remember hearing that before yeah it was like one of those just whatever 
classic pirate movie like yeah and that's just where the whole kind of stereotype of them comes from now but i think just irish is such a weird like well, we have so many accents yeah so like <laughs> which one do you pick it's like? so hard to do it yeah you have to really know how to how to do it like yeah because if you could say one word with a cork accent one word with a dublin accent one word with a Sligo accent and one word with a dairy like, accent and then like, <laughs> like Dublin is like fucking you have like D4 which is a nickname like West Brits because they're like such posh it is yeah. almost like an Asian clash and then you have like everyone assumes like the whole kind of like Skanger accent like oh give us two euro for the bus yeah. like, I love my man's sick <laughs> <laughs> you know Jade's accent <laughs> what's but, the what's the phrase Paul always says a butter burger <laughs> <laughs> And then like, you know, like I always it's like, like uh, fucking right there the Dan is it Snatter? Yeah, <laughs> Snatter. <laughs> ah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like fucking like and, like it's just because like there's even Donegal has so many different accents like with Larry yeah. Kane and Bob Face different accents. Guy Doors. You go down the road and you're like, what? Where yeah. are you from? <laughs> and then even if you think there's like Derry's, Derry's just like the next county over, but it's only like forty minutes away. <laughs> and they can... really butcher the English language yeah, yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh shit! I should have checked those stats to see how many people are listening in Derry before I said yeah. that joke. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we take that back. Please listen to us. Um, yeah, I always thought it was mad in like accent wise for a movie. Is like uh, one of my favorite movies. I think always will be Snatch. Oh yeah, and you know, like Brad Pitt plays like what's called a pikey in that, yeah. which I suppose is like the English version of a traveler. But I was like, when I first seen that, I was like, I don't know how this American guy's gonna do the accent. <laughs> just fucking does yeah, so does a really well. Good job, yeah. yeah, just like I seen that, and I was like, that's but again, why... that's because he's chosen a very specific. Yeah, it's like, not a general. This is what an Irish person sounds like. This yeah. is what a very specific like, person. Sounds. Like not even like that's it. It's almost like it's not even like a. It's like a person rather than a general. It's a person from an area rather yeah. than a general, rather than being like, "Oh, top of the morning to you, I'm yeah. Irish." Or it's almost I'm, like he's doing an impression, yeah, of a, of a, of some exact personally metal. Yeah. <laughs> Which is because that movie is why I always thought, yeah, Brad Pitt's a really good actor. Just even yeah. that one, because it's like that's yeah. that's really good. Um. Just going up in half seven. Do you need to make tracks? Ah, oh, probably. So, so I pick her up. I was supposed to be here earlier, but then I, I was asleep. That <laughs> <laughs> would have been a very one-sided conversation if you were here. I didn't expect to sleep too much today, but I just had a lot to catch up on. I guess. All right, let's. Uh, let's take a five. Yeah, I'm going to take a five. I'm going to take a five. Hopefully, we're... we'll come back. Not like the last time. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, it won't be in a couple of weeks. But yeah. but for you listening, it'll just feel like. Well, probably like 10 seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, look. Bye. 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 Let's forget our existential dread and grab another beer. And just live day to day like we've been doing it for years. And after all, it's neither there nor here. We can worry about the future. the shit show while we try to leave it better for everyone else 
said that each of us are worthless In that regard we're all exactly the same It doesn't mean that we should all just care less Need each other in a world that's this insane What do we do here? Let's forget our existential dread Grab another beer And just live day to day like we be